everyone, and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime, brought to you by our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com. We will talk more about them and their Freeman's prices in a few moments. But tonight on the show, welcome everyone. As always, every Sunday through Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central, we are streaming live here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. Already have an article up there on who should make the trade for the Dallas Cowboys offensive tackle L. Collins. So a few potential trade partners, among other stuff regarding the Cowboys and the Mavericks. Tonight on the show, we have to talk about today's report by Ratchet from NFL Network on the Cowboys being actively shopping Lyle Collins, which is somewhat of a surprise. Of course, it makes sense because of how the Cowboys have handled things at right tackle, but still difficult to accept, maybe, now that it's happening. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you. Uh, Ryan Doyle says, ready for the show. What is up, primetime feel as well? Dario, Tony Peters. Let's talk about this thing. Let's talk about this thing because this morning, Ratchet tweeted this out, and I will read it. The Cowboys are having active trade conversations centered around starting offensive tackle Lyle Collins. Sources say a mainstay, a mainstay excuse me, since 2015, Collins is due for $10 million this coming year, and there is interest from other teams. Just a quick note on those numbers. $10 million is what Collins is due in terms of his salary, but he has a cap hit of $15.25 million. That's what he accounts for in the 2022 salary cap for the Cowboys. And if Dallas gets rid of him, the Cowboys cap savings would be a tremendous whopping amount of $1.3 million. That is right. If the Cowboys trade away Lyle Collins or if they release him, they will be saving only $1.3 million in the salary cap, which means that if the, if the Cowboys do trade Lyle Collins away in a few days, because that would have to happen soon since uh, on March 22, $6.48 million will become fully guaranteed for, for Lyle Collins, you would assume that the Cowboys are aiming to get very good compensation out of a trade like this. So we will start off the show with just that. What com compensation do you expect the Cowboys to get for Lyle Collins? A starting caliber right tackle who is 29 years old and will have a cap hit of 1525 million dollars what compensation do you expect out of that let me know your comments in the facebook chat or of course in the youtube chat while you give me your answers let me talk to you about our friends over at freemanhondai.com because the ride of the week final show with this ride of the week by the way is the 2022 hyundai sanofi which you can get at 25 slash 28 miles per gallon. You can get it with Apple CarPlay and or Android Auto. It's got a backup camera. It's got a unique touchscreen monitor, and it starts at $31,930 over at FreemanHyundai.com. 
family-owned business for over 65 years, special customer service, and of course, their best premium prices. Let's see some of the answers right now, because I think we will have some sort of mixed answers here. Uh, Tim Tim Hall says a second round pick, which would be good, good, good compensation, I would say. Dallas Junk says, it would suck to trade Lyle and Cooper, but if you get a second and a third, we could trade up into the first round, says Dallas Young. Would they do so, though? Would they actually pull the trigger on a trade like that, trading up that way? I'm not entirely sure because they value these picks so much, right? Uh, Burner Account says, feels like this front office is petty and in their feelings, way too much. And I know why Burner account is saying this, and I will get into that uh, in a few moments. Fede Quintana says, Mao, I think that this is a good decision to trade Collins so the Cowboys can get something better. I'm not sure that they will get something better, though. Uh, Kenneth Fraser says, I'd say trade him, get something better. Let's see. T. Sila says, if they do trade Collins, they better bring in some O-linemen through free agency and the draft. And we kind of circled back to that, you know, to that question in which, which, for example, Joe Wilson is saying, can we trade him for Tyron Matthew? Now, I know that would be an intriguing possibility for the Cowboys. I'm not sure that they would be able to pull that off, though, to be honest. But, hey, I I think that you can get some some good compensation. I, I do think that a day two draft pick is possible in return for Lyle Collins. I know that sounds like too much, but he's an offensive tackle after all. And I think the Cowboys, and I I wouldn't like a trade. I will, you know, dive deeper into that in a few moments. But first, to answer the question, I think that a day two draft pick is not out of the questions. Uh, Usually as fans, we tend to overvalue what players are worth. And we usually think that they're worth a higher draft pick than what ends up happening in actual practice, unless we're talking quarterbacks, then it's a, it's, it's a whole different conversation. It's the inverse of that. But with Dal Collins, you're talking about a position that it's not easy to address before the NFL draft. Most offensive tackles in the NFL are found in the draft, as opposed to free agency and sometimes in the trade market, because there are a, a handful of them. And Lyle Collins, and make no mistake about this, Lyle Collins is still damn good, to be honest. He's a very good starting right tackle. He would be an upgrade in a lot of teams, and he could be a piece that a lot of desperate offensive line needy squads would be dying to get. And if you can secure him in the NFL draft, excuse me, before the NFL draft, you might get that high draft pick, right? So, for example, a team that I'm not entirely sure if the Bengals would be interested in Lyle Collins, but I would think so. The same with the Jaguars and all of these teams that are looking for guys to protect their young quarterbacks. Now, that's what I think about Lyle Collins. But then Daria comes in with a key question here. Then why would the Cowboys trade him? Why are the Cowboys taking calls and not only taking calls, but actually act, being actively trading? It's not like 
they're receiving calls when they when they get some it it sounds like they're actually the ones picking up the phone right which is different that's what i understand by the sentence are having active trade conversations centered around Lyle Collins the reason why i believe you can you, you need to break it down into a lot of segments number one would be the fact that there seems to be some issues between Collins and the coaching staff. I know that's based primarily in speculation, but we have seen evidence of this since 2021 when Lyle Collins was suspended and we were all pissed about the suspension. But when he was available to, to be back in the starting lineup, the Cowboys decided to bench him. And then we had all of those conversation circling around the team in which there was a battle going on at the tackle position. And that was kind of a sneak peek into a relationship that was not at its finest, right? That was the number one thing. The number two thing, I believe, and the biggest one of all, and actually the name of the video is how the Cowboys shopping Lyle Collins gives us a glimpse as to what the Cowboys' long-term plans are. And what I mean by that is that this is more than anything, I believe, a continuation of what we discussed a few days ago here on Primetime. The Cowboys are not really thinking about 2022. The decision to reportedly move on from uh, Amari Cooper, the asking Demarcus Lawrence for a pay cut, and now this, the Lyle Collins thing, all seems to be centered around... 2023 and beyond. And I actually have the numbers here on overthecap.com. And if you go to 2023, you will find that the cap numbers for Dila uh, is $29 million. The cap number for Mamari Cooper is $22 million. Dak Prescott's is 49. Ezekiel Elliott, $16.7 million. Tyron Smith, 17. Uh, Lel Collins, 15 million. Zach Martin, 19 million. So the Cowboys are going to be dealing with, with a lot of high cap hits in 2023. Now, you can adjust those by restructuring contracts and all of that. But it seems like 2023 is a big year for the Cowboys in the salary cap. And it definitely looks like they are getting ready to deal with that. They're not, getting, they're not trying to open up cap space to re-sign their 2022 free agency class they are getting set for when the times come when the time comes in 2023 and 2024 after next season they are in a position to pay the next guys so it does feel like the cowboys are kind of introducing us to something that we didn't expect in 2022 which is some sort of rebuild and that is actually the next question for you guys in the chat. Do you believe this is truth or false? The Cowboys have now entered a rebuilding mode. Because we have a comment here from Swaggy D that says, Rebuild for Sean Payton. <laughs> and I know a lot of people will be thinking about that. Joel Wilson says they are getting rid of half the team. They are getting rid of some, some very good players. And it's not really about the 2022 cap space. Primetime Phil says setting up a future cap. That is exactly right. Swaggy says truth. 
Uh, Bruce got the U.S.S. So 2022 is a red shirt year. I don't know. Honestly, this is burner account. Bruce got the U.S. goes with true. Uh, Joel Wilson goes with true. Dallas Young disagrees. He says, LMAO, no way. False for T-Sila. Lumen also coming in with the false. It kind of feels that way to me. Now, this is not to mean that you are on a typical rebuild mode, right? Because you've got the players to, know, to not go into it all in. You have a quarterback. You have Michael Parsons. You have Travon Diggs. A lot of foundational players. But it seems like the Cowboys do want to reset. Otherwise, otherwise, it just doesn't make any sense to me that you are going to let your number one wide receiver go. You're going to at least damage your relationship with the Marcus Lawrence, even if he decides to accept a pay cut or something like that. And you're also, it seems like, you're getting rid of your starting right tackle. Now let's talk about how would that how that would look like for the Cowboys because let's talk about the not I, I won't call it hate versus Lyle Collins. I, I will call it the negative perception that seems to have been born in 2021 for Lyle Collins. And I think there are two main reasons for that. Number one is the fact that he was suspended And Cowboys Nation didn't like that. And rightfully so. No one likes your starting right tackle getting suspended that early in the season, especially when it's because of something as dumb as attempting to bribe an NFL official. No one is supposed to like that at all. Now, the number two reason would be the fact that Terence Steele shocked us in a very positive way by leaving behind Shaky 2020 performances, and shaky would be an understatement, probably, by showing us vast improvement in his level of play. And Terence Steele played very well. And you know how a fan base works in sports. When you see a younger player do things well enough, you're thinking about maybe replacing the costly veteran, which in this case would be Lyle Collins. But even if we are happy about what happened with Terence Steele, even if we cannot deny that the Cowboys were a very efficient offense in the first half of the season and that changed in the second half of the season, even though we know all of that, I find it very hard to put together an argument in which you say Terence Steele is at the level of Lyle Collins. Because I really do not think that is the case. And I really think it's not particularly close. And that is not a knock on Terrence Steele at all. I just think that Lyle Collins is damn good. And it seems like some people in Cowboys Nation have forgotten about that. So the Cowboys, it seems to me, are accepting another downgrade at another key position. And this brings us back to what we were talking about the other day as well, in which we go, what did we expect from the Cowboys front office? This is the way that they do things. And a lot of people have uh, said that for a long time because it is true. The Cowboys have had a particular way of doing things that doesn't sit well with fans. But it's different. 
But it's different right now, I believe, for, for the Cowboys because once again, we're seeing an example in which they're not just paying their own guys and avoiding outside free agents. Now they're also getting rid of their guys. And if the Cowboys do not, if the Cowboys believed that they were close enough to make a Super Bowl run, I don't know that they would be getting rid of Cooper, if they would be trying to trade away Lyle Collins, if they would be having the pay cut conversation with the Marcus Lawrence. Because if you could restructure their, their deals, you would open up a lot of cap space, including the, the, the Lyle Collins situation. You open up $1.3 million in cap space in 2022 if you, if you trade him or release him. So it's not about the 2022 pick, the 2022 cap, excuse me. You could open $6 million by restructuring Collins' deal. It's not about the 2022 salary cap. And if it's not about that, it's, if it's about getting set for the future, I'm sorry, but I think the way that you call that is a rebuild. Even if, even if it's a soft one or a tiny one, even if it's not in a major overhaul of the team by blowing it all up. Dallas Young says he still played better than Lyle last year. What exactly is Lyle better at? I, I disagree with that, and I strongly disagree with that, to be honest. I think that with Collins on the team, you can see a lot more of polling. You can see a lot more of gap scheme runs that will be better by the Cowboys. I think that he is significantly better in pass protection. I think that his anchor is better than than Terrence Steele's. I think that he has better balance. I don't know about play speed because I think that Terrence Steele, one of his highest assets is the way that he really just explodes off the snap. Other, other than that, I really strongly and drastically disagree with saying that Terrence Steele played better than Lyle Collins. I, I don't think that that was the case. Unless we're talking about playing over at the left side. If we're talking about that, then yeah, maybe Terrence Steele did things better over at the left tackle. But we're not having these conversations because we're talking about the left tackle position. We're having them because of the right side of things. Let's see. Gilbert says, Jerry Jones has enough money not to worry about 2022. Start fresh 2023 and a new coach, says Gilbert Rodriguez. Hey, it's impossible to not have the Sean Payton conversation at this point. Uh, I've been a little bit skeptical about the whole thing since the Sean Payton conversation was reburned after he semi-retired for this season. But if this is the way the Cowboys are doing things, then you know, you just have to know that we're, Sean Payton is going to be in our minds all of 2022, whatever, is, whatever rests of it. Even if we don't like it, like if you like it or don't like it, you know that the Cowboys are going to be having that conversation around them. Uh, and PPD Powell says, yo, Mo, what's the story on Leighton Vanderish? Is he getting a contract? We will likely know by next week, I think. But so far, we don't have any special information on that front. I don't know what to make out of the linebacker position for the Cowboys because it kind of feels to me like, all right, maybe Vanderich has not hasn't done enough 
to warrant a big-time contract or a multi-year extension. But you also know that the Cowboys have a clear need at linebacker, and maybe they address it with their own guys once again. Uh, Burner account says, why would Sean Payton come to this? Well, exactly. That's the, that's, the other, that's the other part of things. And D-Block also said something uh, along those lines. He ain't coming here. <laughs> it sucks that right now the Cowboys isn't necessarily the, the ideal head coaching job that, that team, that coaches would like to. Maybe at some point it was because of the headlights, because of all of that. But right now it seems to be the other way around. This has been a disastrous offseason for the Cowboys on that front, in my opinion. Now, shout out to John Owning, who is a Cowboys Twitter legend uh, from PFF. He tweeted out something that was very wise this morning. He said, it's generally dumb to judge a front office's plan before seeing the actual results. And I think that is true. But he also went ahead and, and shared that. He also doesn't like what the Cowboys are doing right now. And I'm on that front as well. I don't like it at all. The way that the Cowboys have handled 2022, because more than anything, I feel like, I feel like they are getting into a bit of a bit of a rebuild, not in a big times way again, not, not in that overhaul style. But if they thought that the cow, if they were really putting on, a Super Bowl contending team in 2022, I don't think they would be having these conversations about these players because clearly, clearly you are downgrading at various positions. The Reaper is asking, actually, why does it sound like we are building and we are selling everyone? It sounds like it because you are, if the reports come to fruition and all of that, you are downgrading at wide receiver, you are downgrading at right tackle. You are downgrading potentially at edge rusher if it crosses your mind to let go of Demarcus Lawrence. And you also have other free agents that you might lose if you don't take care of them next week. Particularly, I'm talking about Randy Gregory, who we will discuss a bit later on the show. Let's see. Let's see some of your comments here in the chat, guys, uh, because I missed a lot of them because I was, I'm pissed. I, I, I don't like what, it, what has been going on on this Cowboys offseason. Bailey Gordon says maybe they think that these players don't have the dog in them. Could it be that they are trying to clean house while going junk while, trying them, while tying them to cheaper contracts, says Bailey. But how do you look at the Marcus Lawrence and Amari Cooper and don't see the dog in them. Maybe with Lyle Collins, like, okay, because there are some rumors out there and all of that speculation going on around number 71. All right, give you the benefit of the doubt on that one. But how, how do you feel that way about Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence, right? Like, I'm not saying that, that Bailey is necessarily wrong with that comment because he, he might not be wrong. It might be what the front office thinks, but how is it that they think so? It's complicated. Uh, what is up, Eduardo? Watching from Mexicali, Baja California, Mexico. Nice. Thank you for being here, Eduardo. 
Uh, Burner account says, Mo, it feels like they are intentionally making it worse for Dak so they can move his huge cap hit. That would be, that would be like the ultimate. I would give up <laughs> if, if that is the case. I don't think so, to be honest. I don't think so. Uh, one word inflation to Stephen White. <laughs> We're about to go all political in here and financial. Uh, I don't like what is going on in this offseason either, Mauricio. Says Kenneth Fraser over at Facebook. I am kind of pissed about it. Dallas Jung says, is this Pollard's last year in his contract, in his rookie contract? Uh, would it be his last year? I'm not entirely sure. Let me see if I can get you that answer real quick here, Dallas Junk, because I believe so. I believe that next year, Tony Pollard is set to hit free agency. This is a contract year for him. Yeah, that is correct. I wanted to double check to make sure, but you are correct, Dallas Young. This will be uh, Pollard's contract year. And by the way, before we move on from Lyle Collins, that's the other thing that I don't like. Like, okay, bet on Terrence Steele. But the way that the information is coming out right now, you're not getting a deal done with Terrence Steele before you move on from Lyle Collins. I think there is no way that happens. And Terrence Steele is in a contract year for 2022. So it's not like you have a long-term answer at the position. First and foremost, because even though Steele had highest paid at the position or anything like that, but you didn't get the deal done beforehand, and now you know that you're shopping Lyle Collins and there is no way that Steele is going to sign anything right now because he knows that he can take his value to a whole other level by starting a year for the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, the Reaper says Steele hasn't, hasn't even played a full season. We saw six games. I haven't even seen the whole season consistency. Exactly. I, I think that... There is some bias when it comes to the Steele versus Collins debate that seemingly exists around Cowboys Nation. And I think that that's just a bias that exists because of the Cowboys production when each of them was playing, right? Steele played a lot in the first half of the season after Collins' suspension. And, and that was when the Cowboys offense was clicking. Mo, say it with me. Our front office is terrible. Man, I, I, um, I have not liked at all what has been going on in this offseason. Again, I think that we have complained about this sort of stuff before, but this is different. We have complained about other stuff, actually, when it comes to the front office. Yo, Wilson says, Anthony Brown gone. Hey, could be. Another possibility, uh, I know that some people have uh, pecked him as a potential cap casualty for the Cowboys. I don't know if you can get anything in return for him after his 2021 season. So I'm not going to rule it out. I I'm not going to rule anything out right now when it comes to the Cowboys sending away any of their players or starters. But anyways, before we move on, uh, before we leave tonight... This offseason has been so crazy 
that we have not even talked enough about Randy Gregory and the fact that we don't know what will happen with him. I know that there are some reports out there on multiple people around the league believing that Randy Gregory will stay in Dallas and will sign with the Cowboys. That seems to be far from a fact, though. I don't know about you, but I truly have no clue what Randy Gregory's deal could look like because there are a lot of variables involved. You, you, you could see a deal that signs him to be like a $13 million per year edge rusher on a multi-year contract. I can see a one-year deal being a possibility for Randy Gregory. I can't see him giving the Cowboys a discount. I can't see him wanting to break the bank in free agency. I can see a team overpaying for him. Like the possibilities are endless for Randy Gregory. But if he stays, I believe many people would speculate that the Marcus Lawrence would be gone sooner or later. So the question for you guys is if that happens, if the Cowboys do indeed go to a battle with the Marcus Lawrence, he ends up leaving and you stay with Randy Gregory, how confident would you feel? on the Cowboys' edge rushers? That is your question from 1 to 10. How would you rate the Cowboys' pass rushers if Gregory stays and the law doesn't? Because right now, you could imagine, you could argue that it's one of the best positions for the Cowboys today. With Gregory, Schultz, uh, Schultz I don't know why I threw Schultz's name in there, excuse me. Uh, with Gregory, Lawrence, And Michael Parsons, edge rusher might be one of the best positions for the Cowboys. But the thing is, you don't know if Lawrence will stay and Gregory is set to hit free agency. And although Parsons can rush the passer, you don't want to commit him to one role on your defense. You want the whole package. You want the run defender. You want the inside linebacker. You, you want all of that. With Michael Parsons, you don't want to commit him to one position. So I would say, with that in mind, I would not feel very comfortable about the Cowboys' pass rushers. I would go with a five. And I know that's riding the fence a little bit, but I don't care. I will. I will go with a five. Uh, burner account says four, and that is being generous. What Williams goes with a six. Uh, PPD Pauls is seven, four by Bailey Gordon, he says, but we would need to draft an edge rusher and do something in free agency, possibly. Edge rusher might be a first-round kind of need for the Cowboys. I know, I know, best player available, but you know what I mean. Uh, Gilbert Rodriguez is eight. Uh, Armstrong, Gons is Joel Wilson. Stephen White says both Randy and Tank keep them. Uh, that is a six. Kenneth Fraser, a good eight, maybe even a nine by Kenneth Fraser. So he, he likes the Cowboys pass rushing even without Lawrence around. Uh, Burner account says you have Basham and Goldston. Everyone else a free agent. Peter Rizzo goes with a seven. Four for Fernando Quintana. The Reaper says, why are we acting like Gregory is as good as D-Law? Gregory's stats says he's worse. The most sacks he's had in any year is six. And I think it's because there's this kind of, not by everyone, of course, but there's there seems to be some sort of hate 
versus Demarcus Lawrence for for some reason, even though he's still one of the most complete defensive ends in the entire league. But there seems to be this kind of hate going around for him. And what what concerns me the most by sticking with Randy Gregory only. I love Randy Gregory. I really do. I I I really do. But let me see if I can open up this real quick. Let's take a look at their snap counts, right? So the Marcus Lawrence snap counts, if you take a look at them, uh, 2021, well, he was injured for a while. He, he played uh, seven games. All right. That's the perfect example, actually. The Marcus Lawrence played seven games in 2021, and he played 57% of the defensive snaps. Is that right? Damn, Lawrence. Who? Why, why do they want to get rid of him? Uh, Gregory in 12 games, he played 55% of the defensive snaps. So that's, that's kind of right there, the perfect example of what I was trying to explain to you guys. Lawrence played fewer games, significantly fewer games, and he ended up with that kind of uh, snap count. Let's see. Let, let's break it down, right? No, that was not accurate at all. All right, that makes sense, I believe. That, that makes a lot of sense. That didn't make sense at all mathematically. But let's look at the snap counts per game. You have Lawrence playing 66% versus the Bucs, uh, 52 versus the Saints, 69 Washington, 63 versus the New York Giants. So right off the bat, you have, if I'm making my math right here, four games with over 60% snaps for the Marcus Lawrence. If you take a look at Randy Gregory's numbers on that front, they will not be that high, I believe. They will not be that high, but I'm trying to open them up here. So you've got one game, which is versus Philadelphia. Uh, four, five, six in how many games more, right? Seven games versus 11. And only, and he only had a few more games with over 60% snaps. So I kind of worry about that as well, to be honest. Randy was barely allowed to play. That was a dumb comment, says Bance, uh Big. But I think he was responding to another comment or to what I'm saying here. Randy was barely allowed to play, but I'm talking specifically about 2021 and Gregory played. The boys, the Jones boys are down on Dak, on tank, excuse me, says Bailey Gordon, right or wrong, that's what it is. Uh, Gregory has missed nearly whole seasons, that is exactly right as well. And what you don't want is this that is being brought up by Joel. You lose Lawrence, you might as well move Parsons to end. You, 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 you might end up doing that, but I don't know that that's the ideal plan, right? <sighs> Don Washington says, if moving Collins is real, then the Cowboys are planning to be bad for a very long time. Maybe not that long but yeah, I don't like the idea of moving on from Lyle Collins. But anyways, guys, thank you. Thank you for joining the show. As always, can't believe we're already 40 minutes into the show. I always enjoy this a lot. Uh, yesterday, we had one cool thing. And my one cool thing was going to be that we had baseball back. Ended up not being the case on Wednesday. But today, it happened. 
So I, will, I just wanted to get that off my chest. We have baseball. Baseball is back April 7th. Will be the 2022 opening day. I'm excited about that. But anyways, thank you. Thank you for joining the show. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. That is brought to you, as always, by our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com. Uh, check out their ride of the week. is a 2022 Hyundai Santa Fe. Check out their Freeman prices on their website. And, hey, thank you for being here. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you, Bailey, Dario, Daddy Williams, Ryan Doyle, Dallas Junk, all of you guys, even those who don't comment. Shout out to the podcast audience as well. Remember that you can listen to these shows on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I will see you on Sunday. Have a great weekend. See you guys.